and that I tell my friends to do is that via Best Buy, you can essentially get infinite Apple TV trials. So for the last, I don't know how long Apple TV has been out, but ever since it's been a thing, so probably the last two, three years, we've had free Apple TV. And the way you do it is you go on Best Buy and Best Buy has a... Hey everyone, welcome to episode 46 of The Daily Churn. Today's episode is going to be a recap of all of my churns from July. July might actually be the craziest churning month that I've had to date. It more than doubles the second best month that I've ever had. And a big part of it really is thanks to the Wells Fargo and Moomoo bonuses that posted. So I'll definitely be covering those two in this episode, along with a bunch of other churns, including my new Chase Inc. preferred card, as well as an IHG bonus that posted, and a couple credit card fails that happened. There was also a variety of bank bonuses from Gateway, Upgrade, Oxygen, and of course, the Wells Fargo Premier Checking bonus. Plus this new one called Join Save that a listener tipped me off to, which has a pretty interesting program. We'll also cover a couple brokerage bonuses from Unest and of course, Moomoo. But before we get into that, just wanted to share a pretty exciting update on the Deal Alerts beta, which is that last week we launched the private Discord chat group. So if you're subscribed to Deal Alerts, you should have already received uh, an invite link. It's totally optional to join. The Deal Alerts are still going out via email. But if you want to come hang out with some other churners and chat about some of the deals or share your own tips and tricks or ask questions, definitely come check it out. You know, I've really enjoyed chatting with everyone who's joined so far over the last few days. Honestly, just very grateful for all the support and the feedback I've gotten on the beta. So just massive shout out to everyone who's been a part of that. And if you've been on the fence about it, now's a great time to try it out. You'll receive a deal alerts email from me every week or two, just depending on how many deals come up. Those are going to be the more sensitive deals that probably wouldn't survive being shared publicly uh, on a podcast. You also get access to the private Discord. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, you can head over to the dailychurnpodcast.com slash deals to sign up. I thought I'd stick with the, the tradition from the last couple episodes and start this one with some general churning news again. On the award travel side of things, the big news was that MGM had left Hyatt and has now announced that they're joining Marriott. So MGM has a ton of different hotels in Vegas. But now that they're part of the Marriott program, kind of curious how redemptions are going to look. I'm assuming it's not going to look great from a, a points perspective, given just the way Marriott Bonvoy works. And it's probably why MGM chose Marriott over Hyatt, because Hyatt does tend to still be, at, at least for now, more customer friendly. But it does mean that the good days of doing a status match between MGM and Hyatt that's gone as well as getting really easy globalist status if you live near Vegas, because you could get like, you know, Excalibur nights for $30 a night and you only need 60 nights to get to globalist. So you can very easily mattress run globalist for like $1,500 to $2,000. So pretty good value because if you're traveling a lot and using awards, globalist is easily worth more than $2,000 in terms of free upgrades and free breakfast. In other news, the Prime Day TV deal that everyone was waiting for, they went with a different system. And that system was an invite system. So you signed up ahead of time and Amazon was going to invite you when the TV became available during Prime Day. 
And the reason they did this was because the year before, they got flooded by bots, just so many bots. And it kind of checks out because there's a ton of those TVs on sale on eBay in the days following Prime Day. So this year, they were like, all right, we're going to fix the bot problem by giving out invites, which of course also backfired because they basically didn't send anyone invites. I think maybe less than one in a 100 people got a Prime Day TV invite. And that wasn't great because they kind of set the expectation that this invite was going to get you a TV. And then when 99% of the people that are expecting a TV don't get it, they're all going to be kind of pissed off. So, you know, a quick lesson in marketing there is try not to overpromise and then underdeliver because that's how you get really angry people. And um, for myself and P2, we did not get a TV invite. Most people on Slick Deals and the DOC comments did not get a TV invite. I think Amazon even ended up sending a lot of people like a little courtesy credit of like $20 being like, sorry about this TV fiasco. So anyways, excited to see what new and exciting system they implement for next year or whether they even bother trying to offer uh, a cheap TV anymore. In some grocery slash gift card news, Kroger is doing their 4x fuel points on gift card purchases again from now until I think August 8th. And they've been doing that like every weekend for the last few weeks. They've been offering a lot of 4x days recently. And the 4x fuel points, if you're not familiar, is that Kroger, which owns a lot of different supermarkets, has gas stations and fuel points let you get discounts on gas. And the quick TLDR is that when they offer 4x fuel points on gift card purchases, you're essentially getting a 14% discount that can be used towards gas. So 14% discount on a gift card is pretty good when you're reselling gift cards. And that's on top of the, let's say, 5x points that you receive at grocery stores if you're using a card that earns 5x. So as you can imagine, people who resell gift cards, as well as people who resell their Kroger accounts because they want to resell their fuel points, have had a pretty busy month. And I'm just recently starting to get into the whole Kroger thing because we're finally near a Kroger store. And it seems like a pretty lucrative thing. And you know, depending on how our fuel points adventure goes in the next few weeks, I'm thinking I may do like an in-depth episode just on Kroger fuel points because I, I personally had no idea how it worked until pretty recently. Finally, I thought I'd end this new segment with a bit of MS news. I often get questions from folks being like, hey, why don't you ever cover any MS stuff on your podcast? And the quick answer is that most MS things, if you shared them publicly with a big audience, you'd end up killing them. So I tend to stay away from talking about MS methods publicly. But this one is about an MS method that actually died. So pretty safe to share, which was that Hanscom Credit Union a credit union based somewhere on the East Coast, I think. They've been letting you fund their accounts, including their CDs, with up to $2,000 from a credit card. And this was a really amazing opportunity for a couple reasons. One was that Hanscom would let you open multiple CDs. So it wasn't just $2,000. It was as many CDs as you wanted to open at Hanscom, and each one would let you fund with $2,000. And the other reason was that Hanscom actually accepted Amex, which is pretty rare. Usually banks, when it comes to funding, only accept Visa or MasterCard. So when you find one that can accept Amex, that's sort of a golden goose. And it lasted a really long time, like over a year, I think. But as of a few weeks ago, it finally died. So definitely a bit of a sad news there. But I think the lesson learned is, in the words of uh, Miles Ernenburn, always be probing. You know, you never know which banks, which credit unions, which places will let you fund them using a credit card. 
All right. So on that note, moving on to credit card churns from July. One of the main things I was up to in July was just messaging a lot of these credit card companies like Chase and Wells Fargo and US Bank to have them lower my credit limits because I'd noticed my Chase Inc. approvals have been kind of uh, sketchy lately. Like they've gone into manual review and then I get approved with like $3,000 of credit limit. And I figured a big part of that was because I had too much credit. Like when I opened a random Wells Fargo card, they gave me like $25,000 of credit. So just way too much extended credit being shown on my credit report. So I went on a spree of lowering those for myself and P2. And it seemed to have worked. I applied for the Chase Inc. Preferred using a referral from my P2. And I was instantly approved for once. And I got a $13,000 credit limit, which is much higher than i gotten before. So one theory is that, yeah, I reduced the credit limits. And that's why another theory is that when Chase introduces a new credit card offer, like with the Chase Inc. Preferred, they've bumped it up so that you get 100,000 points for only $8,000 worth of spend. When they introduce a new offer like that, they make it easier for everyone to get approved because they want a bunch of new people getting in on this new offer that they're promoting. So that's the other theory. Maybe it was a combination of both, but I now have a new Chase Inc. Preferred that I'm working on. The bonus for my IHG Business Premier card that posted in July. So I got 165,000 points from that. Then I also had a couple credit card fails in July. So the first one was a really newbie mistake was that I messed up the $50 Saks Fifth Avenue credit that you get with the Amex Platinum card. And I messed it up by just charging the wrong card. So I'd just gone approved for an Amex Business Platinum card. And for whatever reason, when I went to go buy the pair of overpriced Bomber socks, I had a brain fart and I ended up charging the Saks to the Business Platinum without realizing it. And the Business Platinum, of course, doesn't have the Saks credit. And of course, I did that at the end of June. So by the time I realized I messed it up, my $50 tax credit that went from January to June had already expired without ever being used. And I was stuck with the choice of either keeping a pair of really expensive socks or paying $15 to Saks to then return ship it to them, which also didn't seem appealing either. So lesson learned there, you know, when you've got so many active cards, you've really got to stay on top of which ones you're using for what benefits. Then my friend also made an arguably worse mistake, which I, I kind of feel like it's my fault, which was that I referred them to the Inc. Cash card where you get 75,000 points for spending $6,000. And this is my friend that I did a FaceTime call with to like walk her through the application because she'd never done an Inc. business application before. So I was really excited to get her into the Inc. churning game. Unfortunately, I didn't follow up properly with her because when I finally did check in being like, hey, did you get your bonus? She's like, no, it's weird. I, you know, I spent my $5,000. It's weird that it never credited. And that's when we realized that she only spent $5,000 and the requirement was $6,000. And the day I was talking to her just happened to be two days after the 90-day time frame where you needed to have met spend. So she just missed the cutoff. And I definitely feel kind of responsible because I should have checked in earlier and just been like, how's your $6,000 of spend going? But I didn't. And so my lesson learned there is, especially if you're introducing newer people to churning, I'm just going to add them into my own churning spreadsheet going forward. I have a churning spreadsheet. I did an episode on my churning spreadsheet early on. I think it's like episode five or six. So I have one that I use for my P2 and P3. 
any friend I refer going forward that doesn't have their own spreadsheet, they're going into my spreadsheet and I'm going to make sure that these bonuses post. Because a good way to turn somebody off of the churning game is to make them spend a bunch of money that they don't get a bonus for, right? And that's not cool for anyone. So yeah, big lesson learned there. Moving on to banks, the big one that posted in July that I'm really excited about and happy that actually posted is the Wells Fargo Premier Checking Bonus. And that was a $2,500 bonus. So absolutely massive bonus. And if you recall, the requirement was moving $250,000 worth of assets into Wells Fargo with the unique thing being that Wells Fargo allowed you to move retirement accounts. And retirement accounts would in theory qualify. It wasn't super clear if it would qualify because no one had done it. I think I'm the only data point so far of someone having rolled over a retirement account over to Wells Fargo and have gotten the bonus. So can confirm that IRAs do work. And P2 got her $2,500 bonus, which was definitely a relief because this is the one where combined between P1 and P2, we spent around 20 hours with Wells Fargo and Vanguard trying to get this money moved. So yeah, definitely a big win there in July. On the flip side with Wells Fargo, I'm currently also trying to tackle this bonus using just regular brokerage funds. So my P2, she had some retirement funds that she was able to do this with. Me, I'm just pooling all of our investment funds together to try and do this bonus. And that's also been kind of a pain because I I thought things had gone pretty smoothly until last week when Wells Fargo sent me a secure message out of the blue being like, hey, we need to verify your residency status. So we need a copy of your passport. And to send that in, you must get it notarized and you must fax it in. So I called Wells Fargo being like, can I email it to you guys? Is there any other way? Nope, only via fax to a specific number. So I'm like, okay, pain in the ass, but probably worth $2,500. So I book an appointment at a Wells Fargo branch to use their notary service. So we show up to our appointment at Wells Fargo and it's going smooth because I booked one with a notary and she's able to notarize my passport. And I'm like, okay, cool. Can you fax it over to the verification department? And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, no problem. We can fax it as long as the fax is only going to somewhere within Wells Fargo, which it was. Then five minutes later, she comes back being like, actually, is this being sent to the Wells Fargo brokerage department? And I'm like, yeah, it is. She's like, actually, we can't fax anything to the brokerage side of Wells Fargo. Like, We can fax it if it's a different department. But something happened at some point in the last few years where we are no longer allowed to fax any notarized document to the Wells Fargo brokerage side. And in my mind, I'm just like, what? how does that even make sense? What exactly happened that resulted in this rule? And then just being like, of course, you know, of course, this kind of thing happens at Wells Fargo where they make me fax it. And after I get it notarized at a Wells Fargo, they don't let you then send it to another Wells Fargo department via fax. So then we had to drive to a FedEx office center and get it faxed that way. It was the whole thing. But finally, it's there. Hopefully, they receive it because, I don't know, it's a fax. So fingers crossed that things go smoothly and I actually get my bonus sometime in, I think, late August or September. Moving on, there was a gateway credit union bonus that posted for P2. And this was a bonus where they wanted you to do a recurring direct deposit within 90 days. And from all the data points, it wasn't clear what is considered a recurring dark deposit. Does that mean you need to have two dark deposits show up to prove that it's recurring or just one dark deposit was going to be okay? 
And it wasn't also clear what would qualify as a direct deposit from them because they wanted a, an employer DD and there really weren't any data points on what would work. So as a shot in the dark, I used WISE and I waited till the end of the 90 days to do my direct deposits using WISE. So I did one like 15 days before the 90 day cutoff and I did a second one just to be safe right at the end of the qualification period. So they ended up getting two of my WISE direct deposits. And it seems to have worked. So whoever on their end is reviewing it, and it does sound like it's a manual review process of what qualifies, they approved my WISE DDs. And so my P2 got a $250 bonus. Another bonus that popped up in July was the US Bank personal checking offer is back, this time for $500 for a $10,000 deposit. And there isn't any term saying that you need to hold the deposit there for any particular amount of time. But probably good practice is just to hold it until your bonus posts. And DOC has a list of data points of what works for direct deposits to qualify for U.S. Bank bonuses. And I'll link to that in the show notes. But the sad thing with U.S. Bank is that they've now removed their $3,000 of credit card funding. It's down to only $250. So... That lasted a good few months, actually. But US Bank being such a big company and how public this credit card funding thing was, they probably at some point decided they'd had enough because it costs them money to accept credit card deposits. And they reached whatever threshold of deposits they were trying to hit with this new promotion. So we didn't end up doing this offer. We might do it if we get desperate. But at the same time, kind of just hoping for the $600 offer to return. It used to be $600 or even $650. So yeah, if you have other bank bonuses to do, it could be wise to wait. But otherwise, 500 for a 10K deposit that you don't have to hold for a very long time is still a pretty good deal. There was also Upgrade Bank that's currently offering $150 if you join using a referral link and you deposit $1,000 and the person referring you gets $50. So not a bad offer, but I think most of us have done Upgrade in the past back when they were offering $100 for both parties. But if you haven't done it before, it's a pretty easy bonus and the bonus is actually better now as the person joining. So I ended up getting one referral in July for $50. I also received three Oxygen Bank referrals for $100 each, so $300 total. If you're one of the folks who used it, really appreciate it and definitely glad to see that you were able to make the wise transfers work for you. As with every month, my P2 and I also got $20 from Laurel Road, transferring in $2,500 and moving it right back out. So 40 bucks from Laurel. Finally, on the bank front, I got wind of a, a new account, shout out to Mike for sending in the tip, called Save. And you know, I hate these banks that use really generic verbs. It's like impossible to actually Google this account because it's called Save. But it's at joinsave.com. And the way it works is that it's a really weird program. And I had to like really read the FAQ and double check because the way Mike described it to me, I was like, there's no way this is how it works. But yeah, this is how it works, which is that you deposit $1,000 with them for one year. So it's kind of like a CD. And that $1,000 is fully FDIC insured for one year and nothing happens to it. Like you don't lose it. You'll get that $1,000 back. But the way you make money is that if you join using a referral link, Save will give you a $5,000 investment portfolio that grows or shrinks during that one year. At the end of the year, if that portfolio has grown, you get the gains as a bonus. So if that 5K portfolio had gone up to 6K, you get a $1,000 bonus. If the portfolio shrank to 4K, 
you don't get any bonus, nor do you lose any money. You still get your $1,000 cash back. Where it gets better is that any person you refer, they get $5,000 of this free portfolio investment, and you get another $5,000 of free portfolio investment. So if you're doing this in two-player mode, you would get $5,000 in your portfolio from joining using someone else's referral link. Then you refer P2, and that gets you another $5,000 for referring someone, and P2 gets $5,000 for joining. So you end up with $15,000 in this like pretend portfolio that you can't touch, but whose gains you will get in a year as a bonus. And with the portfolio, you can choose which portfolio that $5,000 goes into. They have like eight or so different options. You can have one that just follows the S&P 500 if you want something a bit more stable. Or you can pick something that invests in commodities and short stocks if you want something more volatile that can potentially make you more money or might make you no money at all, but you don't lose any of your initial $1,000 deposit. So all in all, very strange program, but I think has the potential to make you quite a bit of money if the market cooperates and the market booms. If the market doesn't boom, you don't lose any money. And I guess this is how Save makes money either way, which is that if the market goes down, they've used your $1,000 deposit and received interest from the Fed that they're not paying you because they're not paying you an interest rate on your $1,000. So in that sense, it's a bit of a gamble because if you put your $1,000 in a 5% account somewhere else, you'd end up with $50 worth of interest at the end of the year. Whereas with save, if the market performs poorly, you don't get any interest and you've essentially forfeited $50 worth of interest. But if you feel like the market might improve over the course of one year, this essentially gets you a $5,000 stake in the market or $15,000 stake in the market if you have a P2 for just your $1,000 deposit. So yeah, I'm curious to see how it ultimately turns out. In the end, my P2 just signed up and I'm going to try signing up as well. If you want to give it a try yourself, my P2's referral link is at the dailychurnpodcast.com slash referrals. All right. So tallying up the bank bonuses, there was the $2,500 from Wells Fargo, $250 from Gateway, $50 from Upgrade, $300 from Oxygen, $40 from Laurel Road for a total of $3,140 from banks in July. So really good month for banks. But it's about to get even better because now we're moving on to brokerages. Just completely killed it in July thanks to Moomoo. I actually had a bit of a, an internal argument with myself when it came to talking about Moomoo on this podcast because one of my goals with the show when I started it was that I wanted to make all of these churns as transparent and accessible as possible, which is why I have that live churn tracker that literally shows you everything I'm churning. And I do these monthly recaps that breaks down exactly how much money is being made across each churn. But there was definitely a moment where I was tallying up all of the the Moomoo money, where I had this like knee-jerk reaction of being like, maybe I, I shouldn't share how much I'm making. And it's like one of those things where, you know, have you noticed how when people start making more money, they become more and more protective about not wanting to share how much money they're making? Like when you're all working at like in and out, you know, everyone knows you're making $15 an hour and your boss is making $17 an hour. And then you go work in corporate and it's super frowned upon to be sharing how much your salary is with your coworkers. And that's starting to change now, thankfully. You know, people are being more open about it. But back when I was working there, yeah, it was definitely taboo 
to talk about how much you made. And definitely no one knew how much your boss was making. So I've always wanted to take the opposite approach of that, which is to share as much information publicly as I can, including how much exactly I'm making. And my hope is that you guys won't think I'm bragging when I'm sharing some of these numbers, because if it's a choice between sharing them or hiding them, I still strongly feel that sharing them is the better, more open approach. So with all of that in mind, man, the Moomoo numbers, I was genuinely quite shocked at how much I earned from Moomoo in July. And what's unique with Moomoo is that like, I've gotten a bunch of referrals elsewhere before. Like, Let's say Rakuten over the years, I think I've gotten maybe 20, 30, maybe even 40 Rakuten referrals. And that's been pretty cool. And it's been nice. But Nothing really worth mentioning like Moomoo. Because the difference with Moomoo is that their program is so outsized when it comes to how much they're paying both parties. Every single referral gets you anywhere from $100 to $300. And the person being referred gets a similar amount. So they're paying out like six, $700 for each new member that joins. And the requirements that the person has to do when they join are pretty minimal. It's like deposit $1,000 or deposit $5,000. So really easy requirements for such a big payout. So when I tally it up between myself and P2, we ended up getting like 20 to 30 referrals in July. And it's not clear exactly how many it is because Moomoo doesn't tell you how many. You have to kind of extrapolate that from how many coupons deposited into your account. It's kind of a, a whole thing. But TLDR, we got 20 to 30 referrals, which wouldn't really be a big deal, except that each of those referrals is worth anywhere from $100 to $300. And just from those referrals, we ended up getting $7,500 from Moomoo in July, which is absolutely crazy. Like That's the most I've ever gotten from any kind of referral program. Even back when Albert was offering $500 for a referral, they capped it at three people. Moomoo has no referral cap, so you can just keep referring people. So between sharing our link on DOC and chatting with friends and family to get them to join the program, which usually I don't do, you know, I don't just hit up my friends being like, hey, go do this churn. But in the case of Moomoo, it's such easy free money for everyone that I did that. Plus, of course, listeners on the podcast using my referral link, really huge thank you to everyone who did. Hopefully some of you guys were also able to refer your P2s and friends and family as well and get in on this gravy train because I think their crazy referral bonus offer expired on July 31st. So unless they do another round of increased offers, this might be it for now for Moomoo. But yeah, glad to be on this train. And unless something crazy happens later on in the year, this is probably the churn of the year for me. Finally, with brokerages, there was the other brokerage, Unest, which is the one that was giving 12,000 swag bucks for joining, plus $50 for entering the iHeartRadio code. And Unest is that brokerage where you set up a brokerage account for like your kids or your future kids or your nieces and nephews. And the swag bucks is still pending. They look good on the swag bucks end. It says I'm going to get it sometime in early August. So that should post. But for now, what has posted is the extra $50 from using the iHeartRadio code. And that is posted for myself as well as P2 for a total of $100 from Unest. So tallying up the brokerages, it was the $7,500 from Moomoo referrals plus $100 from Unest for a total of $7,600 in brokerages in July. So another record there for brokerages. Finally, we've got hacks, freebies, and discounts. So just a big grab bag of everything. 
And the one that I've been most excited about and the one that I tell my friends to do is that via Best Buy, you can essentially get infinite Apple TV trials. So for the last, I don't know how long Apple TV has been out, but ever since it's been a thing, so probably the last two, three years, we've had free Apple TV. And the way you do it is you go on Best Buy and Best Buy has a three-month Apple TV trial that you can purchase for $0. And so you purchase that and you load it up to one of your Apple TV accounts and you turn off auto-renew. And so when that trial expires, you lose Apple TV. But then you just go grab another one of these Best Buy three-month trials and you apply it again. And sometimes Apple TV throws an error being like, you know, you've already redeemed a free trial. No worries. Just use P2's account and redeem the three-month trial instead. Then when P2's one runs out, go get another one and now apply it to P1's account because usually that's been a long enough time that it's cooled down and Apple will let you use another free trial. And so we've just been cycling these Best Buy free trials between myself and P2 for literally years. And so Apple TV, you know, it's fine as a service. There's some good shows on there. And this basically saves us, I think like 5 or $6 a month is what Apple TV costs, which is particularly nice given that all the other platforms right now, like Netflix and HBO, they're all raising their prices. So yeah, check it out. I'll put a link to the Best Buy purchase page in the show notes if you want to give it a try. And for free French fries day, which happened sometime in July, McDonald's was giving away free French fries with any purchase. And so both my P2 and I went and did that. If you're not familiar with McDonald's, they have that whole secret menu of deals. I did an episode, I think episode 40 on the whole McDonald's secret menu deals. So we did those plus our free French fries, ended up saving about eight bucks. Similarly, Chick-fil-A just recently did a free Chick-fil-A sandwich for playing their browser game. So both my P2 and I did that for free Chick-fil-A sandwich, which is worth $5 each, so worth $10 total. I think that game was still going until Tuesday, August 1st. So depending on when this podcast comes out, it might still be active if you want a free Chick-fil-A sandwich. I also got $30 for joining the Capital One shopping portal extension thingy and spending 10 bucks. And then I got $30 for referring my P2. And then my P2 also got $30 from joining using my referral. So we ended up getting 90 bucks from the Capital One shopping extension. And if you haven't used it before, it works just like Rakuten or Be Frugal. We just ended up using it during the PetSmart sale where they had a bunch of pet food for 50% off. So you could just stack that with the Capital One shopping portal, which I think gave another 10% back. Plus, we got the $30 sign-up bonus. So yeah, I just ended up with a lot of really discounted dog food, which we're always on the hunt for with three big dogs. The only thing annoying to note with the Capital One referral bonuses is that you can only redeem them for gift cards on the Capital One portal. You can't cash it out for cash. And the range of gift cards, they have a pretty good selection, but at the same time, it is limited. It isn't everything. But yeah, we ended up getting $90 from Capital One in July. We also got 30% off at Amazon for spending one Amex point. And that's the same offer that refreshes periodically. And it refreshed for Prime Day, which is how my P2 was able to see it again. And it's just worth checking periodically to see if that offer has refreshed because it's basically free money at Amazon. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. But we ended up saving 30 bucks there. Plus, Amazon was offering a $5 free credit for purchasing a $50 gift card during Prime Day. So both myself and P2 did that. I basically just signed up for a Prime trial. 
on my account just to do some of the Prime Day things. And we'll let that expire sometime in August. But yep, ended up getting $10 there from that promotion. So tallying all of that together, it was the $40 total from Amazon, plus $90 from Capital One, $10 from Chick-fil-A, $8 from McDonald's, and 5 bucks from Apple TV for a total of $153 in hacks, freebies, and discounts in July. So tallying everything together for credit cards, there was the 165,000 ISG points from banks. It was $3,140 from Wells Fargo, Gateway, Upgrade, Oxygen, and Laurel. Brokerages, $7,600 from Moomoo plus Unest. Then hacks, freebies, and discounts, another $153 for a grand total of $10,893 plus 165,000 ISG points in July. So obviously just a mega month. I mean, that's basically my churning goal for the entire year done in one month. Maybe I need to up my churning goal a little bit, but I'm not trying to turn churning into a full-time job. So I'm very, very happy with the way things are and how July turned out. And definitely very appreciative of everyone who's used the referral link and everyone who's joined the Deal Alerts beta. Truly appreciate the support. And thanks again for tuning in. I'll catch you all next time. 